Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Good afternoon everyone. Um, apologies uh, a couple of minutes late. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're on, do say hello uh, as always on all the lives. Uh, David, great to see you on. Mark course marks on he's on every week um yeah great to, great to see you guys on uh do give us a little thumbs up or a little emoji or a little hello whatever you want to do to say hello um even dave's here today um with his nice shiny slick back hairstyle yeah uh, Disney Prince, mate? Is that, is that the style today this isn't disney prince mate this is i desperately need a haircut there's nothing i can do with it <laughs> but i just don't want to wear a hat on every live Notice I've been wearing the hat a lot, so yeah. It's, uh, I it's okay, there. mate. You know, one day those the barbers will open and you'll be able to get a cut. So you know, or I yeah, can do it. Yeah. I told you, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, just wait for the barber, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, Dave, what, what's today all about, mate? Oh, the, today's like a. This is going to be riveting. Today, me and Andy are door-to-door salesmen selling your insurance. No, we're not. But we're going to talk about, um, yeah, one of the perhaps one of the most important things, um, probably more important now during sort of, uh, you know, COVID times and stuff like that. Insurance is a biggie um, and getting the right insurance for the right trip is really important. It gives you that peace of mind. I remember the first time I ever went to Everest Base Camp, I actually had it in my mind, like, do I really want to buy the insurance or not? And this isn't a recommendation by the way this is just this is this is learn from my stupidity is what i'm saying and then the night before i was due to fly to Luklo, i i just bought it on my phone and actually when i was at gorek shep and i heard the helicopter coming and going i was really uh quite glad that i had the insurance so i don't know because i was like yeah yeah i'm, I'm covered so yeah, yeah that's what we're going to talk about today and then then yeah i'll probably talk about poles gloves hats. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know, as always, guys, um, we always start off talking about a particular subject, but I know there's any questions, obviously drop them in the comments as always. Uh, we've had heaps come in uh, during the week anyway um, from the email I put out earlier and, and just general things that have come in. So we will answer those uh, in due course. But yeah, in, insurance, as Dave said, it's, it's actually when you said that, Dave, around that you you bought it like literally the day before. You know what? I, I've got a confession to make. I've done that like once or twice. I'm actually, <laughs> yeah. Actually did it once when I was in Kathmandu, but don't ever do that. Um, that was just me being a bit more uh, chilled yeah. out, even more so than normal. Well, when we first went, unfortunately, there wasn't like a, a Tuesday tune in to kind of let me know the correct way to do it. So you kind of had to learn by by my own errors, you know. And um, yeah, I was really glad. The only thing, obviously, I wasn't covered for like lost luggage or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot more to it than just the helicopter aspect of you know, ordinarily it's like a full insurance thing. And um, and also, yeah, Julie said you wouldn't be allowed to go without insurance, would you? You're absolutely right. We wouldn't allow you to go on the trek without it. Um, but yeah, we've, we, back in the day, this is pre-ever trek. <laughs> we, we've really started this off uh, making a good impression here, Dave, by insurance. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, it's all good. This is back in the day. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting looking back, isn't it? And and you know we want to learn from that. Um, like we we've always talked about, just because we you could get away with it like that, and, and maybe some people could. But yeah, with our with the way we run the trips now, um, when you arrive in, 
you know, if we're talking about um, like Nepal, um, you know, it's, it's similar with um, with Tanzania. When he gets the hotel and you have the briefing um, uh, with the rest of the group and um, Anuj, who's our sort of operations manager in uh, Kathmandu, um, he hands around uh, basically some sort of forms where you fill in some of your details. Obviously, then we get your insurance details. Um, yeah, so something something to think of there. But right, insurance, yeah. So whenever you're talking about travel insurance, I mean, you know, over the years, um, people have sort of skimmed on it a little bit. But unfortunately, with high altitude trekking, it is a requirement because, you know, you are essentially going to a relatively dangerous place. You know, yep. we talk about danger a lot, but it's very manageable. But, you know, it's important to have that as cover. Um, it, it is quite specialist. It's quite niche. So you can't really just have any old trekking insurance. It has to be high altitude trekking insurance. Yeah. Um, you know, the big three companies, Dave, um, I know with, with me, myself and you, um, uh, what's the company we we used in the beginning? Oh, we don't. Uh, True Traveller. True Traveller, yeah. Was who we used. Um, I've also see a lot of uh, Campbell Irving. Yeah. See a lot of those and policies come through. Um, there's also a company called Dog Tag. I think Dog Tag are they worldwide? Like um, yeah, they, they're mainly UK. I, I I don't know if they got anything in the US, but it, which is a good point actually, Dave what you said there um yeah because dog tag uh, another one that over the last sort of 12 to 18 months they've come about really and and we've yeah. noticed a lot of ever trekkers or some of them use them or have, have, have asked questions around them you know are they any good um we're trying to we're always trying to get in with these companies because you know, we'd love to say if we can give you give you guys some discount on the insurance but yeah uh, dog tag <laughs> haven't yet uh, offered us anything yet but uh, hopefully in the future yeah and um big cat's another one that you see yeah. on occasion I think the the one thing to be certain of, I'm um, I'm going to try and find because um, I know there was a question about uh, insurance in the US. Now that's one of those I'm yeah. not able to pull any off the top of my head. However, I do know of a group of um, Americans that went to EBC. They all got insurance. So what I'll try and do is I'll try and reach out to them, and maybe we can put it out there as like a blog post, you know, yeah. for international ever trackers um, who need insurance. So um, yeah, someone did ask it, and I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Uh, Suzette, I think it was Suzette Teal. Um, yeah, I think she's all the way from Florida, I believe. Yeah, so, uh, good morning um, from Florida. Yeah, that's that's beautiful there right now. Yeah, and um, I think that the main thing is so the the first and the, the scariest thing to kind of get out there with about the insurance is mm. whatever excess you pay for your helicopter evacuation. So it's always going to be a huge amount. So yeah. for a true traveler, I think it's seven hundred and fifty pounds excess if you get a helicopter. I think Campbell Irving might be a bit less. I think maybe about 500. Um, and sometimes that can kind of put people off because it seems like a big expense. And, and it is. Yeah. Um, but it's small in comparison to the cost of the helicopter if you don't have the insurance. So like the insurance, it does vary the cost of the helicopter. Um, but say you got evacuated from Gorekshep and you had to go all the way to Kathmandu to go to a hospital, yeah. then, you know, I would say minimum probably about, you know, Minimum of around fifteen hundred dollars, probably more like three thousand US dollars, to kind of do that. Um, so yeah, you know, seven hundred and fifty pound versus sort of two and a half grand, it's a no brainer. Have the insurance; it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, when, when, with high altitude trekking insurance, yeah, it is that evacuation, the helicopter evacuation, is is important. Um, you know, unfortunately, going back a couple of years ago, it. I mean, this isn't something that. You know we tolerate but you know there's a lot of 
smaller operations, I would say, who used to take advantage of that. And and, and you may have seen, just seen it in the press that uh, there would be you know, guides that would push the clients up. They would get ill, they would get flown out, and then they get a commission from the helicopter companies. Not great. And, you know, it give a lot of companies bad PR. Um, luckily, you know, you're in the right place. Um, it, that, that doesn't happen uh, on our trips. And I know a lot of trekking companies that doesn't happen to, which yeah. is great. Um, you know, but unfortunately, Nepal is a third world country. You're going to be, you know, they're going to do things maybe that uh, would stretch the line a bit in terms of getting uh, some additional cash. Um, and unfortunately, that was something that, yeah, we found out and we were like, can't believe people are doing that. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, it was it, that's that's what happened. But look, you know, like you said, you're in the right place with us, as you as you probably guess. You know, we, we like to go a little bit slower than even the slowest person because there's not a race. You know, we like to enjoy it. Um, you know, it is all about the journey uh, on our trips. Um, you know, so we we do take our time. But yeah, with with insurance, yeah, it's just, it's just worth. You know, th- those companies. If you stick to those companies, True Traveler, Campbell Irving, Big Cat, Dog Tag. Even if you're a member of the BMC, um, you know, who I know provide um, high altitude trekking insurance, you know, you won't go far wrong. Um, yeah. High altitude normally, I mean, do check. If you, I mean, just to, just to pick one out of the, uh, you know, because I don't want to go too deep into every single company here. Um, I think Lauren has, who's, who's manning the comments and the phones, she has put a link there. will take you to um, an article we wrote a while back which does go into more depth in terms of how to search for particular insurance. Have a look at that. But essentially, off the bat, let's talk about True Traveler Insurance, for example. If you were to go onto their website and and you type in Everest Base Camp Insurance, for instance, it will have the exact insurance you need for Everest Base Camp, the same with Kilimanjaro. Um, And basically, in, in in the little sort of TNCs, if you like, the policy TNCs, it'll say what height it goes up to. Um, normally, and most companies will take you all the way up to 6,000 meters. Yeah. Now, you know, if you go into uh, Everest Base Camp, you, you know, you're not going to get to that height, but it does cover you up there. They, they, that's that's like kind of the standard thing. So definitely something to keep a lookout for if you're going higher than 6,000 meters. So we're talking about Island Peak, Mera Peak, Aconcagua. Um, you know, then you, you've got to there, – there's other insurance. But, again, there will be a policy – it'll be enable you to go on uh, those peaks essentially that's a good point i mean having the specific cover so quite often um you can get insurance policies that will cover you up to say six thousand meters but they need to be like specific so they'll have like a trekking in in nepal um and the difference will be reflected in the excess i mean yeah just to touch on what andy said yeah about like unscrupulous (laughs) operators and stuff like that yeah, definitely did happen probably more so in the past but yeah it is it is but we're very lucky our team out there in nepal um uh like what one of the, the the guys that oversees our entire operation is actually on the board of one of the airlines that we use so we don't have to sit in line we don't have to kind of like go to them as a, as a customer so to speak um you know we 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 ensure the the quality of the you know and of the service you're going to get like direct yeah. source so it is very good very good and um, yeah, yeah, the same um, thing is, well, like Kilimanjaro, that's a specific policy as well. So yeah. mostly it tends to be in the really popular areas, isn't it? And that you'll have like a specific yes. policy, um, <clears throat> even even with, you know, the altitude and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Normally, they're, they're the trekking company, uh, trekking companies, uh, the, <laughs> the insurance companies for treks like this, 
you know that they've seen the questions that that we would would see and you know like uh, which insurance policy do i need for kilimanjaro and they've kind of tailored that and, and had policies specific to those trips so definitely if you're having a little bit of a search on google um you know if you've got any questions around it and like specific insurers i mean the ones we've mentioned you won't go far wrong if you stick to them um but if there's others that you, you're looking at um you know do drop us a message and we can um you know give you our two pennies worth on on, on if it's if it's worth it or not um because like shona there she, she mentions do get your insurance in advance yeah don't listen to me and dave about getting it when you're there yeah, I mean, no yeah in don't advance. Do that. <laughs> It covers you for a lot of other stuff as well, like flight yeah. delays, flight cancellations, all the sort of stuff that can happen before you even step on the plane. So yeah. as soon as you book the trip, you should be booking the insurance. And normally it's valid for about a year yeah. um, so or, or even longer. So you can always speak to them and say, I'm going on this date. When should I get the policy? Always make sure that you, you know there's, there's no harm in being covered if you're going to have to buy the policy anyway. Um, and also, the older you get, the more expensive you get. So get it straight away because you're only going to get older. Um, but, <laughs> That's uh, a very good point. Um, just just what we're on here, uh, Paul Wolveridge, your first Tuesday tune-in. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, Paul. And, and anyone else who's on here for the first time, always like give a shout-out to people who are on here for the first time. And great to see you live as well. Um, obviously, I, I know all, all the regulars. I, I've seen all the regular names. But, yeah, great to have you all on here. Yeah. But uh, well done, Paul. Thanks for, for joining us today, mate. Awesome. Um, um, Bobby Bennett has asked a, an interesting one, which okay. um, should mention about. So, if you have to come off, will the hel helicopter take the two of you off the hill? So, when we're talking about helicopters in Nepal, so although we talk about the cost of them and stuff, it's not like mountain rescue here in the UK. So, they're not specific mountain rescue helicopters. Helicopters in the Kumbu yeah. are like taxis, basically. There's no roads, yeah. um, you know, who needs roads where we're going type thing. So, they fly. And so, you just the cost depends on where they've come from and where they're going to and then how many people so you pay about say you were going from you know point a to point b and they said that was two thousand dollars for the trip well if there's two of you then you can share that you can share the cost you know if there's three of you then it's divided three ways so there has been occasions where more than one person has got in the helicopter and the cost has been split down to below the excess which is great you know, but um, yeah, so the, the, the cost of a helicopter can be shared by all the occupants of the helicopter. The only thing I kind of would be cautious of is obviously sharing a helicopter with people I didn't know, you know, like at least when you're, you're going yeah. with members of your own group or people that you know, then you can work the bill out between you. You don't want to be kind of doing that with someone that's maybe from Russia or something like that, because you're never going to be able to speak to them again, you know, if there's a problem. Um, and being the honest people that we are, we want to keep things like settled uh, as quickly as we can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, generally point. speaking, yeah, we want to make sure that the, you know, the, the helicopter guys, it's important that they're paid sort of promptly because we've got a really good relationship with these guys and they do a lot of good for a lot of, lot of people, you know, yeah. these pilots and stuff that fly the helicopters through the Himalaya, you know, they, they could get a much easier job, just lower altitudes, less dangerous, you know? But they're in that helicopter. They've got oxygen in their nose. They're flying to remote areas. It's quite dangerous, um, and they do a good job. So, in having the insurance in place means that when you get down as well, you can just pay them straight away. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, good point, mate. Good point. Um, well, look, there's a there's a few other questions coming in, um, especially from the ones who, who sent in before. Um, yeah, just looking at, at Linda uh, has asked um, if you change your dates for your trip, will you still be covered by the original insurance, or do you have to pay again for the new dates? Yeah, I'd. I'd it's a good question. And, you know, I would reach out to that insurance provider because I think, 
they might all be different. I think because of COVID, maybe they're, they're maybe a bit more flexible. I hope they would be. Um, definitely worth going direct to them. I mean, I, I don't see why not. If you're not, you know, if if you just if you just you know bump in the trip, um, I don't see see any issues with that. Um, you know, in terms of having to pay for it again, yeah, because it exactly it's a bit of a pain. And I think if you do it in, in, in advance, in, in plenty of notice. So if if you buy new insurance like two or three months before you go, uh, say, and then you you know maybe eight weeks out, um, you you because of you know there's lockdown or yeah trip gets bumped for whatever reason. Um, then you can you should be able to move it. Um, you know, I like to think now that insurance companies are a little bit more flexible. Let us know who you're getting on, guys, as well. If any of you have this kind of thing happening, any scenarios like that, it's interesting to know which companies are being flexible, which aren't. Yeah. Because obviously we want to feed that back to you guys and say, look, okay, they're being really good at the moment. They're looking after their customers. Might be worth going to them because they're a bit more flexible than, than say, the other company. Yeah. Just um, Marky V's raised a good point here, but um, <coughs> once you get to Gorex, yeah, the, the altitude will limit the number of people um, that a helicopter will take. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. However, there are ways around it. So, you know, if you've got a maximum of three people allowed in the helicopter at Gorex, yeah, and there's four people that need to be evacuated, generally what they can do is they can pick up the maximum, fly to Ferice, um, drop those people off, and they'll have about a 10 minute wait, fly back to Gorekshep, pick up the other people, then yeah. go back to Ferice, where the slightly lower altitude enables you to kind of get more people in. So just an example of how these helicopters work. Um, <laughs> I actually got a cheeky little lift um, on my last time. Um, it, this was just, you know, I wasn't sick or anything. I just you know, wanted a helicopter day. So I did, so I, I paid for one. <laughs> um from Ferice, but the helicopter landed at Ferice with two tourists. Dropped the tourists. No, it went to Gorekship first with the tourists, yeah. then came back, dropped the tourists off in Ferice with a load of like fuel and other weights. Then it flew back to Gorekship, picked up the evacuate the evacuate the casualties, I don't know. And then yeah. flew back to Ferice, put the fuel and the tourists back on, and then flew back down to Lukla. Then came back, got us, took us to Lukla, and then took the uh, the sightseers back to Kathmandu. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it is crazy, like the the logistics going on. Yeah. And, um, that's why you're not allowed drones, you know, because exactly. yeah. they, they they literally go back and forth, back and forth. There's not a scheduled flight path or flight plan or times or anything. They are just zipping about the sky with loads. Sometimes they have also loads that like they might have a long line attached with like a giant pole or something on it. And um, a drone could easily get tangled in that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Nice, Dave. Um, yeah, a few a few of you have mentioned uh, COVID as well. And, you know, it's one of the things we wanted to, to obviously talk about today. Unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> not like we've talked about it loads over the last, like, 12 months. COVID. But it was COVID. Um, something that's floating around at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we thought we'd, obviously, with, with, with insurance, yeah. I mean, things have moved on a lot over the last 12 months. Any um, insurance company you go through, uh, most of them are changing, so they've been a bit more flexible around COVID. But again, worth checking when you're getting it. I mean, essentially, if it's if it's to do with a trip, you know, and I know a lot of you on here are already Evertrekkers. Uh, for those of, of you who aren't, just to give you an overview of essentially how we kind of do it, if you like, is that if you're on a trip with us, and obviously with COVID, and it doesn't go ahead, if we if we have to reschedule it, then there's obviously no costs for that. You don't lose anything. We can move you to another. <clears throat> 
um, you know, for free. So, you know, we're being as flexible as we can with that. Um, so with, with that, it means you won't necessarily have to claim on your insurance because if you do because of COVID, then it might not be covered. So yeah. it's, it's again, because that was maybe insurance you purchased pre-COVID. But looking forward, you know, most sort of insurance companies now will address that with regards to COVID because they'll say, you know, almost push back and say, well, how have you got on with the company you booked with, which, you know, would be us. Um, and, you know, what have they done? <clears throat> For instance, have they rescheduled your trip because then obviously yeah. you should claim? You know, so there's a few things around that. <clears throat> I know. What was, about COVID, what was that about COVID, mate? <laughs> I'm glad we're not in the same room. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things that you have to sort of look at. And, and, and as well as that, you know, do think about, because a lot of the issues we're finding is around the flights. So people's flights getting cancelled, people's flights changing, all that, which can mess things up. So maybe look at it again with regards to your flights as well. And, and you know, Mark uh, makes a good point there, Mark Von Rossum, who's on the live. Um, in the comments, just about, you know, booking, you know, with reputable companies when it yeah. comes to flights. Um, you know, we're always saying don't go through third parties now. I, I know you can get them a little bit cheaper, but when it comes to rescheduling flights, heck of a lot easier going direct with the airlines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, just yeah. in from the, the last one. Yes. Um, She's uh, been doing a little bit of Googling, and I believe a U.S. company, one to consider, might be World Nomads. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, it's not like a solid gold recommendation from us because uh, I think we're just, we haven't had a chance to fully investigate, but Lauren has come up with World Nomads. Um, she's good. She is, isn't she? You know, she just, I, I, like, what she's even done for me this week is uh, for the benefit of Dave, all questions today start from this line. So on the list of questions I get, I've got a nice clear Why line. That, Why is that? Uh, well, because I, I have a tendency to go back to previous weeks and answer <laughs> questions that have already been asked. Um, yeah, very good. Very good. Speaking, of, speaking of which, and we've had a question in from Lisa. Okay. Um, I believe this was on the email, which has said, um, how did you manage the virtual ballet session? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very good. Um, I mean, having a history of, of ballet um, dancing myself, um, it was it was quite easy. Um, well, you Andy, seven sisters, and I don't know if people know that. <laughs> it was Andy, Andy's the only son, and he has seven sisters. Seven younger sisters. So seven younger uh, ballet, sisters, yeah. ballet classes weren't uh, a stranger to me. But no, no, it was, uh, it was great. Ellie loved it. She had an awesome birthday, um, according to, to her, her best ever. So, yeah, it was fantastic. And just to reiterate on the email, yeah, made the most of it, made the best of it. And, uh, yeah, she loved it. But no, it was great. Yeah, you've got to get involved with these virtual classes, right? You know, yeah. You know, when you're at home, you've got to, exactly. even if it's ballet. I mean, it's it's not what I'd normally do, but you know what? It was it was brilliant. It was good fun. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to take this one, Anne, because it's from my good okay. friend, Lee. Um, I hope she's doing okay. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Um, so you've gone through the, the BMC in the past, which is uh, which yeah. is good. And she's also a member of the BMC. Um, never had to claim from them. That, that's what you want really isn't it um have you ever used them and if so do, how do they compare with others or have you heard anything about them so andy you mentioned them before right earlier on the bmc yeah bmc are very popular um yeah it's great i know a lot of evertrekkers have used them a lot of the groups i'm in externally to, to evertrek you know people with mountain guides and all the hiking and stuff they're all they all talk about insurance it's always a question that comes up um and in terms of claiming with them yeah apparently they're really good so yeah i wouldn't it's certainly one of those that we can, um, you know, we, we'd sort of recommend just from 
like I said, I haven't used them myself, um, but I know a lot of people who have used them and they've had a good experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to kind of listen to that. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be put off them, Lee. Uh, like I said, if, if you've used them before, yeah, uh, uh, them, but yeah, happy days. Uh, I've just noticed, uh, so I had a missed call then, like in my pocket, my phone was buzzing and it was John. Like, okay. how does John know that one o'clock on a Tuesday, I'm not on here? And now he's on, he's even in the comments now telling me to call him to talk about bikes. Um, yeah, 100%, I'll call John. you, John. Um, but come on, man. One o'clock on a Tuesday, you know where I am. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, Linda Lilly has asked a question as well. Um, if you have to change dates for the trips, will you still be covered by the original insurance? Have we answered that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I answered that one. Oh. Um, sorry, mate. Oh, um, I'll ring John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Martin McCollum has asked, um, does that include high altitude trekking, Andy, over 5,000 metres? Um, yeah, good question, Martin. Uh, I, I guess around just to make sure the high altitude trekking is covered over a certain height. And just to reiterate what I said before, any, any insurance company you go to, um, will have a certain height limit essentially and it should be five uh, five six thousand meters apologies um some of them might have different they might say five and a half thousand so do check especially because um if they do have that limit is that uh, do be conscious if you go into everest base camp and you go in to climb kalapatar that is five five four five meters so it's just over five and a half thousand meters and i've seen before um, we've had a question to say, oh, my insurance only takes me up to five and a half thousand. So a bit of a pain. And I know it's only 45 meters, but you know what insurance companies like, you know, if you do claim and they're like, it happened over that, you know, so so do make sure with, um, you know, when it comes to, to purchasing yeah. the insurance, yeah. it, it should be on the companies we rec- recommended. You know, we've, we know we've had loads of other trackers who use them. We've used them. So we know that they're fine, but just, um, yeah, just uh, wanted to, to point that out guys. Yeah. And if you are at the top of Calabatar, um, sit on your rucksack, toboggan down as fast as you can to get to the... To get <laughs> all within you could the, do that, Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all you could do that, yeah. Um, right. Awesome. Right, I'm going to go for a question, Anne, that I reckon okay. um, I can answer. So is it true that... Oh, God, I've just read How did I pick this one? Is it true if you wee in the wind, you get baptised? Um, you, you Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on your uh, on your belief there, mate. Um Personally speaking, I think someone else has to be doing it, don't they, to be classed as a bat. You can't self-baptize. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, just be careful. Um, so let's have a quick look now. I think we've got it quite a lot. So hi, guys. Do we re- recruit? So this is Adam on the website messenger. Hello, Adam. Hi, guys. Do we recruit guides in-country or from the UK? And is mate and leader, outdoor, FA and DBS, the standards you're looking for. Cheers. So we're very passionate about the way that we actually use our guides and all our support staff. Um, we don't send any Western guides or any Western support. Occasionally, myself or Andy have gone on the trips, but we're not there as leaders, really. Um, well, maybe as like a liaison or something like that. But make no mistake, the guide, the local guide is in charge of running the trip and making the decisions and things like that. Um, they are all sort of internationally qualified mountain guides, um, trained every year in lots of the, um, you know, high altitude sort of medicines and first aid and things like that. Um, also, like one thing we're quite proud of is that our um, operational team over in Nepal, the Evertrek guys there, um, uh, Suman was one of the people who first brought in the long line rescue from the helicopters. Yeah. yeah. So he's a very forward thinking guy, always looking the best ways to look after people, the best ways to rescue people. And they're all Nepalese sort of 
um, all Nepalese, you know, so there'll be might be Sherpa or Tamang, but essentially they're all Nepalese. Um, and they're, they're the best. They know absolutely everything. I mean, we could send a Western guide, but if a Western guide knows a lot about trekking in Nepal and climbing in Nepal, it's because he learned it from going to Nepal and being taught by the guys over there. So we go straight to the source. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good point. And look, you know, I want to point out as well that, you know, great, Adam, that you're coming to us, mate. Um, you know, it's always always looking for, for, for good guides. But essentially, you know, we, we only use local guides. Yeah, um, unfortunately, mate. Um, when it comes to what we do, and and, and in the UK, we 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 have uh, we have it covered with regards to um, who we use for for our uh, training, our winter skills, our, our weekends that we run. Um, but you know, like I said, great that you you know you you think about us, and look, you know, we'd love to have you on the trip anyway. Um, you know, if you if you're thinking about coming on a trip, but um, you know, obviously, wish you all the best as well. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, Jessica has asked Jessica Jacobs. The company seem to give refunds due to COVID. The trip doesn't go ahead. Yeah, I think it, so. We're talking about insurance companies again. It's it's one of those most. I, I go back to what I said earlier about there's companies out there who have been a bit flexible around it. I think you, you you'll have to check with that particular company um, if you cancelled it because. And again, it goes back to they'll probably push you and say, look, you can't claim until you've gone to your company, the trekking company first, to see if you can um, schedule your trip. I mean, when it comes to our trips, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're super flexible. You can move your date, uh, you can pause your payments, you can you can do anything you want to do really with regards to rescheduling. Um, we've tried to remove all the barriers uh, from that. Um, obviously, you've got your lifetime deposits, everything that you know. We're, we're trying to be as as, as flexible as we can because um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're booking a trip with us, it's just a matter of time before you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, most people, and I know it's been really frustrating over the last twelve months and. You know, I can't believe it's been almost been a year since we started doing these, which was during the first lockdown. Yeah, crazy. Uh, back then, we you know we thought we'd be in the mountains again by now, but you know I can certainly see. I think we can certainly see the light at the end of the tunnel now. It's not far away. Um, you know, so the mountains aren't going anywhere. Everest is still there. Killy's still there. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're uh, yeah, we'll be long. We'll be back. Awesome. Um, sure. Andrew Scott asked a good question. Um, yeah. So. You say 75. Good on you, mate. Um, not sure if there's a cutoff point for trekking insurance. You hope not as you want to get out there. You've done nine treks out there since 2005. To be honest, Dave, last October, um, when I went out there with my dad, who was 62 or 61, um, there was a gentleman with us called Dave, and he was 72. Um, so it is possible to get the insurance. It does cost more money um, the older you get. But I think it was he even told me, you know, when I said to him, like, you know, you're, you're 72, like, what? what kind of drives you to kind of go out here? And he, he said to me, you and um, he said, oh, us oldies, we tend to rust out or wear out. And I want to wear out. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know? I love that line. That's a great line. Yeah. And I, I think that's absolutely true. You know, and if you're, if you, and that's, you know, if you're not worn out and you don't want to sit at home and rust out and you want to, you want to get out there, then a hundred percent, there's no cutoff. I yeah. mean, age is nothing, you know, there's no upper limit to the, to what we would take as long as the individual can get covered and also, you know, it knows within themselves that they're physically capable of doing it, which by the sounds of it, you are. You're probably one of the most experienced ever trekkers if you've done nine treks out there. Um, so yeah. to be honest with you, you're probably a fountain of knowledge. And going back to 2005, you know, I'd, I'd love to sit down over a beer and pick your brain about what it was like back then. So, but mate, if you want to get out there 100%, we can make it happen for you, no doubt. Yeah, nice, Dave. Nice. It's uh, it's quite funny as well. Just looking at Diane, uh, over sixty is not sixty nine. Yeah, Diane, how could you do that to yourself? Uh, <laughs> add in an age, uh, but yeah, uh, just to reiterate and, and sort of link into what Dave just said around, uh, you know, 
if you are you know sort of 60 or above um some companies do get a little bit funny with regards to um age yeah uh, and you know add a premium onto that and you know th these are insurance companies they're they're protecting themselves but i know it's really frustrating yeah but one in particular uh, which is campbell irvin seems to be the one that uh, if you're 60 65 or over uh, they tend to be really good for actually giving you insurance or at least they'll be able to guide you i know i've several people we've pushed to campbell irvin who've been able to get trekking insurance through them um and then they managed to and that's for all manner of trips yeah um, you know they because they I think they're they're part of like a bunch of other companies as well. And I even think Big Cat are underwritten by Campbell Irvin. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that they, as always, these companies have probably got people, you know, underwritten by other companies. Essentially, they're, um, you know, they'll be able to find someone who can insure you. Um, yeah, so I hope that kind of answers your question uh, around that, guys. Uh, like I said, age, there's, there's not a limit, as Dave said. You know, you, we don't like to say no. Uh, if you If you want to do it, we'd love to have you with us. Um, Dave, I'm just going to answer one from Nick. Uh, he mentions about uh, Nick Howard. Hey, Nick, join the late. I wanted to book a trip for Tupcal later this year. If I need to rearrange for non-COVID reasons, can I do so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any yep. trip that you book with us, uh, you can reschedule. I mean, we always uh, we we say this on all the all the lives we've done. You know, we always try and offer as complete transparency. And we hope that's the same. So if you can give us a bit of notice if you want to move your trip, then we can do so. You know, as long as it's not like you know a couple of weeks before you go um you know normally we're able to accommodate it's not a problem at all so just let us know nick uh you know obviously get yourself booked in on a date uh obviously get your place on there um you know i think you're you're thinking ahead which is great because you know as i've said once or twice now is the best time to plan um you know we've been stuck locked down for all this yeah. time you know when when the the shackles are off we're all going to be um you know up those mountains so yeah definitely get yourself on those dates mate if you if you yeah. want to join us and winter's a great time to go uh, Diana just clarified as well that she was referencing um, yeah. potentially like um, Aconcagua being, you know, 7,000 metres. Um, yes. You know, would you be able to get insurance for that? The one thing I can say is that I know for a fact that people have climbed Everest, like many people have climbed Everest in their 60s. You know, and I, I think the oldest guy who might have been Japanese might have been in his 80s. So just based on that, I am very confident that there are policies out there um, that, that will cover you. The question is, is about, you know, how much they cost. That, that's really what changes, you know, as, the, as they perceive the risk factor to go up and they class age and, you know, age-related illnesses as risk factors. So, I mean, just I'm, well, I was 30, wow, I was 36 last time I went. So I was 36 when I went and um, I paid, I think, £120 for my insurance policy. And my dad, I think, was, like I said, in his 60s, and I think his was like 200 and something. So, you know, you can imagine if you went, you know, on a island peak, Mera peak, that could become like three, four hundred. You know, if it was like Aconcagua, it might be more again. But um, yeah, it just depends. The only thing that changes really is the cost and potentially some exclusions if you've got a pre-existing health condition. Um, but other than that, there are usually ways that you can get covered to do anything in this world. You know, there, there are yeah. companies out there that will accept the risk and show you. Yeah, exactly. It, it is just about finding them. Um, Diane, certainly if you, if you do find um, any insurance companies that are kind of, uh, you know, helping you uh, when you're doing your research or you find people and, you know, they're, they're accommodating you for, for that, let us know because uh, they're obviously going to feed it back to other people as well um, for that. Um, you know, we will certainly do a little bit of a um, research for you, um, you know, find out if there's any particular ones. Um, but you know, Campbell Irvin are really good like that, so I would I would reach out to them. I'm not sure if you reached out to them you, already. 
Uh, do you know what I've just realised? Okay. Where's, where's Ramona? She's probably busy, mate, this week. It's, it's a good point. It's probably the first live she hasn't been on. It's only because I think uh, I think Stefan Halls um, and Ramona, they're sort of linked. And I saw him pop yes. up his question. I was like, good point. Where's Ramona? Anyway, so a good question. <laughs> he said, um, your EBC trip is booked for October 2022. Will we be doing these talks at uh, the same time or is it just seasonal times? Every Tuesday, 12 <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the rest of time. So... <laughs> Yeah, we've done, we literally haven't missed a Tuesday except for a little break over Christmas um, yeah. from like April. Was it April last year, March last year? Uh, so, yeah. um, April, we essentially, during lockdown, um, the first lockdown, Stefan, we wanted to do these just to, you know, we realised people had heaps of questions. We thought we'd, we'd be here for you guys because that's what we are. You know, we're, we're here before we were able to go away. Uh, but yeah, we we've, initially we're going to stop them after lockdown ended, but because they were so popular... You know, like we've had over two. We're looking at the stats, a bit nuts now. We've had over two hundred twenty thousand people on the on the lives accumulatively over the last like nine. Don't remind 10. me about that, mate. Don't remind me about that. That's quite a big football stadium. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, so we realised people enjoy them. Uh, we hope you get your value. Um, you know, I know we, we kind of drag on sometimes, but we hope you find a nugget or two. Um, and yeah, so we're going to continue uh, them as long as as long as people enjoy them and, and are on. Um, so yeah, long may they continue. Easily, yeah, if it ever got to a point where it's just me and you talking to each other, and to be fair, we probably could do that without the cameras. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, but yeah, if everyone does seem to you know enjoy them, and hopefully they're useful. And you know, even if you know every ten episodes you get one really yeah. good thing out of it, that's going to make a difference for you, either going on a trip or make a difference when you're on the trip. Yes. Um, you know, we always say like you know, knowledge. You know, knowledge is the best cure for you know fear. And, you know, a lot of anxiety some people have about going on these trips, the what if factor, you know, and hopefully we just cover off some of those what ifs and, um, yeah, make, make things a little little bit easier. One thing, um, and I don't know if this is a good time to mention, um, yes. but we are now, uh, we're going to be sending off for the second and final and or, or final for now. Final for now, I think, yeah, but because of production over it, because you're talking about the jackets, Dave, right? The jackets, yeah. So we're, we're basically, uh, I'm going to be sending over the list of current orders to have yeah. the next batch made, which means that if you guys were hanging on to kind of order one or anything like that, um, if you can get your orders in sort of ASAFP. Um, <laughs> yeah, the F, the F stands for uh, feasibly. Um, then, uh, yeah, you can, um, we can get them done because after that, because we have them made in bulk. Because the more that we get made, the yeah. the greater the donation. Because the you know goes to the guys and um, over there. So we're going to be sending off the next batch soon. So if you do want an Evertrack jacket, just a little reminder that all the profits from those jackets they go directly back into the guys that make all of these trips, all of the things that we talk about. Whether it's the people that pick you up from the airport, whether it's the porter that carries your bag, the guide that leads the way, you know, the staff in the office that manage all of the flights, the flight to Lukler and gets you all on there and all of that sort of stuff. There's, there's a lot of people that put a lot of effort in. And um, look, I know that they're great, really grateful for everything that the Evertrackers have done. It's made a huge impact. So if you guys do want to grab another one, I think having two jackets is always better than one. Um, <laughs> get your order in um, because, yeah, I'll be sending them off soon to uh, get them made. Yeah, nice. Nicely said. Um, yeah, I think Lauren's dropped the link into the comments as well, guys. So if you do want to get one, uh, jump on the link. I know we've we've had a bunch of orders come in over the last several days, so yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, a couple more questions. I mean, we've gone what we've we been going forty odd minutes now. If you, 
five, ten minutes left. If you do have any questions, guys, drop them in so we can we can answer them. Uh, Stefan's asked another question there. When do we get formally introduced to our individual Trek team? It's a really good point. And uh, those of you on the live, just give you a little bit of a sneak preview. Over the next four weeks, there might be something that is coming that might bring you a bit closer to your group. Um, that's, that's, that's all I can say so far. But um, no, yeah, we we got something really cool coming out in the next four weeks. But uh, yeah, I don't want to kind of... What's that? A giant tent. A giant tent. Genetically sealed <laughs> from the outside environment. Very good. Um, yeah, but no, in terms of your group, yeah, a big part of, of, of what we do is, is is and what we talk about is, you know, meeting your team, meeting new friends, you know, experiencing that. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's one of the big things of the trip. But normally, on a normal trip, Stefan, you, you wouldn't meet your team essentially until you arrive on your trip, um, just because of geography and, you know, and logistically how it works. Um, that being said, you can jump onto one of our training weekends when we're able to run them. Um, and then sometimes we do get people who are on the same group, and that's always cool because you know it's nice to know a person or two on your yeah. group before you go. Um, other than that, though, you'll meet them when you arrive, and you'll have a you know you have a nice little uh, meal together the first night, get to know everyone, you know, a couple of beers, let your hair down, and um, yeah, it's a really uh, yeah it's a really great uh, feeling once you meet the rest of the group. Yeah, um, but certainly, I mean, yeah. Also, also high altitude ever trackers as well, isn't it? You can post in there. And um, yeah, say like, hey guys, I'm going on October 2023. Anyone else going? And I know lots of people have met up, and I'm pretty sure some people even on this live have like stayed friends for life now. You know, because yeah, I see the little like tiny little online you know communities and people meeting up and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, definitely, exactly. Um, who was it they're asking? Who was it? Uh, uh, Andy, where are the videos you did recently from Julie? Yeah, good question, Julie. Um, yeah, there's quite a few of them so uh yeah we got go over 35 <clears throat> excuse me got over 35 new um articles that'll be going up on the website very very soon um it's just about putting them all on youtube and the website uh, also as well if you don't want to watch the videos uh, you can you can read them so we're getting them transcribed so yeah take a little bit longer but it won't be long and uh i'll, I'll, I'll send out an email post on facebook uh when they're able to, to be viewed um what we might do is sort of stagger a few of them um, so we we'll put a batch up so you can you can you can uh, have a look at those. There's some really good ones on there. Um, just questions that have cropped up over the last 12 months, and I thought, you know, we'd do a nice nice batch. Um, not all the questions that have cropped up on the lives. Um, yeah, so it won't be long, and uh, you know, you'll be able to do those. Uh, and I think Karen has asked uh, the lives are able to watch afterwards. Yeah, I mean, well, the good thing with Facebook and all the lives um, is that they're always there. So if you want to watch them on Facebook. Um, literally about a minute or two after the live finishes facebook saves it so you can just go back and re-watch it if you want and forward it and speed us up if you want if you feel like we're talking <laughs> taking our time or you can watch it on youtube or um, normally on thursday we up upload it to the podcast uh, mount malarkey podcast so definitely you know if you want to listen to us rather than than watch have a look at the podcast uh, yeah. on spotify or on itunes or any podcast platform um yeah I mean, um, um, Casey Swift has asked what size yeah. are the female jackets. So I've just been searching whilst you were talking because I had like a, ch a size chat. I've just sent it to Lauren and I'm going to see if Lauren can post it in the, the comments. Okay. Um, so li literally, I'm, I'm working Lauren quite hard today. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Lauren, if you are watching, I just forwarded you a um, the size chat. I don't know if you can post that in the comments or not. Um, it's something that I don't want to figure out because you'll just be sat like this while I'm 
<laughs> you know but yeah hopefully that hopefully that'll uh, that'll be helpful for you yeah uh mark jones that's a really good question and um yeah something that's been around this week um and i know it's been in the news uh is about what it uh what do you guys think about what happened on k2 um i took probably uh, alluded to the what happened before so uh, basically team from nepal as well as nims um you know summited k2 in winter the first to do that yeah. uh, some of them i think him and a guy called mingma so nims and mingma with without oxygen which is, is is amazing in winter but over the last sort of several days i mean me and dave have been talking daily about it because you know been following some of the guys on there but uh, the three guys have gone missing uh, one of them john snorri who i've been following for a while from iceland and they they were summiting k2 um unfortunately i've still haven't heard from for like four or five days which normally means it's not good um yeah unfortunately but it's that's, that's part of k2 it's, it's it's a beast it's really it's proper sad you know i follow that i've been following that guy john for ages and you know there's also a uh, a guy from pakistan called uh, ali i think his name and, and he's kind of really well known in that neck of the uh, you know in the yeah. caracorum um, and Dave, I, I know you've been following it as well, mate. Have you got any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I think we've been almost quite fortunate because a lot of the seasons and climbing seasons haven't happened, that it's put quite a distance between sort of now and the last time we heard terrible news about, you know, these tragedies happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where I think going to K2 um, to do a winter climb is one of those things that's it's inherently dangerous. Yeah. you know and these are the risks associated with it and but it doesn't make it any less sad and 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 hurtful when you when you hear that you know climbers that you've you know aspired to sort of follow and 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 been inspired by you know have these terrible accidents i mean i i mean i'm still like you know hoping and praying that you know a miracle happens you know but um yeah it doesn't look good so sending out you know all my thoughts and to the guys over there i know it's very difficult but yeah it's one of those things unfortunately i think it, it's it's k2 and it's k2 in winter so yeah it's one of those really you know it's inherently dangerous and very 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 risky so yeah, yeah ho hopefully hopefully though that you know some positive news will come out from from the mountain you know over the next few days but it, you know what that'll be i, I don't know but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's great i mean it's sad i i, I just you know I've seen the helicopters are doing stuff and they found tents yeah, and things. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's from their camp. Um, but yeah, I think if you guys are following it, like, um, was it Alan Arnett's website? That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty, good. pretty good source of news and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to say as well, cause Lauren's, uh, Lauren's yes. elbowing me in the ribs virtually is that <laughs> Lauren will, um, can, was it Tracy? Can you message us on Facebook and ask for yeah. the size chat? And then Lauren can um, send it to you directly, but um, do nice. message it just so we don't forget to send it to you um, because we have quite a lot of uh, replies to get back to. But yeah, drop us a message on the Facebook page um, and Lauren will sort you out with a size guy so you can get your jacket ordered. Yeah, great stuff as well. Um, just a couple of comments from Lee, I think, um, uh, mentioned about groups and things like that. Yeah, I think one, one thing we, we can do, Lee, I, I don't know if, um, yeah, maybe a bit of a recommendation I know you booked in on a date that hasn't got anyone else. They normally, you know, pretty pretty decent sized groups now, especially with all the people rescheduling because of COVID. But if you are on a group um, by yourself, I mean, I've trekked on my own to Everest. I've trekked in groups, and you know, it is a different experience. Um, you know, there's there's pluses and minuses for both. Um, depends kind of what you want to get out of it. But yeah, if you want to join a group, we can always move you to a group that's got people. 
yeah. um, you know, just to put that out there, if you, if if you want to, um, and you don't want to wait for people to book in, um, yeah, just just an idea, mate. Um, just that might be, you know, um, get that positive energy and meeting people because I know you will. Uh, you're never on your own on these trips, really. Um, even when you're booked in on your own, you're always trekking with other people anyway, uh, because of where you are. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, we can we can do that for you, Lee. No worries at all. Yeah. We we want to make sure you have an awesome trip. You know, it's a um, we talked about last last time, and I think I don't know if any of you have listened to the Mountain Malarkey podcast uh, episode we recorded, which was all about why, uh, in terms of why we go, why we take on these challenges um you know and, and and yeah always think about that what what you want to get out of this trip and then if part of that is you want to be with heaps of people and and you want to experience that make new friends you know connections whatever um then look we'll, we'll help you do that that's what we're here for um you know so just let us know yeah i did see that karen uh wrote uh oh, okay corrected it now i was gonna say where's audi um but yeah Audi's India, so yeah. I see your phone had a bit of um, what do they call or auto correctile dysfunction? <laughs> what is known as? We all do that. <laughs> <laughs> happens to us all from time to time, Karen. The auto correctile dysfunction, but yeah. Uh, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, great stuff. Um, okay, well, Dave, we're we're coming towards the end now. I know we've um we've covered a lot of different questions. Any sort of final thoughts, mate, on insurance? Anything? Um, you- I think yeah it's like a you know what we say it's like a like a condom better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it um so uh yeah make sure you 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 get it and uh have it there for peace of mind always best that always comes out of the wallet doesn't it i, I know <laughs> you, yeah. you've used that over the last i can't remember once or twice i'm not talking about condoms now i'm talking about that analogy Uh, but great dave yeah nice um yeah no great to see everyone on the live uh always some great questions coming in um obviously we know most of you uh, i know obviously from the uk but all over the world and it's a challenging time right now as always we're here every tuesday um you know trying to spread a little bit of positivity if we can during these mad times but as i said earlier lights not far away now those mountains are getting closer so uh, let's keep going um you know, another couple of months, I'm sure we'll be back in the mountains uh, or be able to at least look and have a definitive date. OK, right. Here we go. Um, hopefully with the British government, they'll they'll have a nice little roadmap for us soon that we can use yeah. and we can have make a bit of a plan then, um, which would be nice. Um, but right. Yeah, Dave. Lovely. Um, yeah. Thanks, everyone. And we'll uh, catch you next Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. I'm going to go to the hospital.